Well, hello, 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 hello. This is Tammy, and welcome back to Mama Drama Trauma. I hope everyone's feeling great this evening, just kind of relaxing in this part of the world after sunset and things kind of quieting down, shifting into that transitional space into night. Want to um, just kind of acknowledge where we are in time and space. Some of us are probably just waking up and it's just such an amazing world that we live in. Amazing world that we live in. This past year has been, I like to say, revelatory. Revelatory. I've been encouraging my clients to say revelatory and not just say it, but just really feel like whatever is happening to me, whatever I'm experiencing that is outside of my divinity identity, what I understand myself to be beyond this human self that I know myself to be, but I know also this deeper part of me is greater than that and will carry on past this part of me that I know, giving honor and homage to that within all of us and connecting here at this time and space, you know, even if you're listening to it later, it's it's still this, this holographic field that is in this now moment of acknowledging that divinity. So when we acknowledge that divinity, which gives us the birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole, that's when we know that we're healed from mama drama trauma. We know that we have released the shame, blame, and guilt that perpetuates it. That thing that's no one's fault, but is somehow a lesson for a bloodline in order to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. It's not a punitive thing. And this past year has, for so many of us, felt punitive. It's felt like a punishment. But somehow, when we're able to connect, and that's new communities emerging. There's so much consciousness and the, and, and the reverberation of the messages, you know, this ancient information that is somehow reinterpreted for now, for our healing now. It's just, it's, it's, it's building in this thunderous uh, acknowledgement of that greater part of ourselves that knows that uh, it's something more than that. If I'm experiencing this as a divine child of the great mother, father, God, it must have something for me. It must have something good for me in it. If I truly believe I am a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, there's something in this for me. So let me see what it is revealing. Revelatory year, revelatory year. So. I wanted to just take a moment and welcome you to Mama Drama Trauma. You know, when I was invited to um, be on the Wisdom app, it was under my podcast, Great Mother Speaks. Um, and so 
I don't have the top mentor badge because I went ahead and went with Mama Drama Trauma because that's the work that I do. Great Mother Speaks is the media and so the podcasts and things that I've done and I've been known for. But I've been moving more deeply, like I said, this past year into the work that I actually do, my day job, which is inner work life coaching, working with individuals who have mama drama trauma. And so I'm speaking more about it. It's been kind of that still small voice of the Holy Spirit, that mother energy that has just kind of kept this really kind of protected, you know, as it was developing and growing and honoring the uh, space this healing space that was being generated for individuals who do not share their coaching work with others and honoring that until this past year when people just straight up started getting courageous with these revelations that Mama Drama Trauma is here to assist us in evolving in self-love and spiritual independence. I'm so proud and so happy to be able to uh, share this with you. So tonight, I wanted to zero in because I, I, I just listened to what I was talking about for the test run. You know, we just launched this fantastic wisdom app this week. And I was all over the place, just telling everything. Just it, it, it just came out. What, what's been held back just was just rolling out, and I was like, "Wait a second! Even I am listening to this. Like, this is a lot of information, lady." So, um, <laughs> I, if, if anybody wants to um, say anything, it says, "Ask guests to join." Um, you most certainly can. Um, and I invite you to do that. So I guess that's all I have to do is invite you to join. And if you would like to ask or comment on your experience, how about to listen for what your reaction is to these telltale signs. And so a telltale sign is how you can just tell something about somebody based on the sign or the symbolism around them or what's going on. And so the symbolism around us when what's going on in our lives is that we are experiencing a lot of shame. Shame is feeling bad about who we are. And so what tends to happen, the MDT story goes kind of something like this. It goes like, I am unworthy. I am not fit for anything. I don't deserve anything. It, it's all of this kind of um, self-judgment and condemnation because that is the language that our mother was given. And so mama drama trauma is a cycle. We can only give to our children what's been given to us. And so the story just kind of goes like that. And so either it's done in a really kind of aggressively abusive way, you know, where there's actual verbal abuse and those actual words are said, you know, and shouted to the child 
and reinforced through, you know, kind of this body shaking that kinetically entrains this messaging throughout the entire neurological system through the body. And it's very difficult to uh, deprogram that. Uh, that's why um, this deep inner work is so important. It's a great supplement to the behavioral therapy that uh, many of my uh, clients have uh, as their stabilizing uh, therapy. And this assists in kind of allowing them to really go into the recesses of those kinds of experiences in a safe and self-loving way because it's not always like that. Sometimes the shame can be visited upon us by just insinuation. You know, um, oftentimes if you are not living up to a certain standard, if you're not doing something, then there is a punishment by being ignored, you know, or um, not being given something to eat, things of that nature, not there being a direct saying that you're unworthy, but the action by the caregiver is saying you're not worthy of this because of that, whatever behavior it is. And it may not even be, um, again, anything that is directly, um, spoken, but there's this nonverbal communication that's occurring. So this shame, feeling bad about who we are as a result of that, shows up as telltale signs. Now, of course, blame is when we are told that something is actually our fault, that we have done something wrong. Shame is we are wrong for existing. Blame as is, you know, you did something. It's your fault. Something is your fault. And so when you have that in you all the time, that something is my fault, there's always this thing about there's something wrong with me. And so that's when we get into the self-sabotage, you know, there's something wrong with me. And so I don't even give myself a chance. I enter into situations second guessing myself, or I don't even try to do something that I really would like to do. I would like to be a cheerleader in high school or whatever, but I'm not going to even try because I know that if something happens and I don't get in, it's going to be my fault. I'm not good enough. And, and it goes back into that shame. That's why they all go together, shame, blame, and guilt. And guilt finally is feeling bad about something that we have done, you know, um, or that we haven't done. And so all of these really icky emotions work together to perpetuate mama drama trauma. And when we are having these emotions, we are exhibiting certain behaviors in the world, such as the self-sabotage, such as the projecting the negative language onto others and the negative judgments that we received onto others, making our newly created relationships outside the family unit exact replicas of our home experience. And it becomes this cycle that we just can't get out of. You know, we're just trapped 
you know, just trapped in this, you know, why is everybody like this? Why does all this, why does all this happen all the time? You know, every time I get in a relationship or, you know, I find someone I like, this ends up happening and all of that programming. And as we know, you know, with the app, the wisdom app is programmed to have conversations and that's what it's set up to do. And unless it's reprogrammed to do something else, that's what it's going to do. And so the reprogramming starts with the acknowledgement of it as taboo, as uncomfortable and unsavory as the topic may be. Mama drama trauma is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma. So normal mother-child conflict is simply present in any and every relationship on the planet. And it happens in the mother-child relationship too. It's a normal conflict of wills. What one wants, the other doesn't want. And vice versa. That's normal. But with mama drama trauma, there is a conflict that did not originate in the relationship. It's a pattern that is instilling a pathology of unmet needs in the child. Okay? And so those unmet needs that I talked about before, and I don't want to go too much again, but there are always provision, protection, or the mother's presence. And so this is enough to give you an idea and a picture of what mama, what distinguishes what one would consider to be telltale signs of a normal mother-child conflict, okay, that, that kind of, you know, harsh wind that blows through the house, you know, every once in a while about a particular issue or whatever, but then it leaves just as quickly as it came and everything is back to balance, no hard feelings every once in a while, no big deal, normal conflict, distinguishing between that and mama drama trauma where the wind never leaves. All it does is it modulates between the wind flowing through the house into a hurricane and into a fire and then back into just this wind that's constantly blowing with these charged toxic thoughts and emotions. Completely different experience. And so what are the telltale signs of that? The first one is you're just lonely. There's just a feeling of loneliness. There's just a feeling of no one cares or understands unless there is a sibling or um, some other uh, peer in the family that you can lock arms together, that the experience is going to be very different depending on your moon sign. Okay, it's going to be very different how you emotionally relate to your mother. And all of us relate differently to our mothers based on our moon sign. We all know our sun sign. We can read about that in the horoscope. Well, you can read your moon sign too if you know that. But that sign is the one that tells you how you perceive your mother, 
and how your mother is experienced by you. So, for example, my mother is a Pisces type energy. Okay, that's not my moon sign, but um, that is her sun sign. And what happens with the sun and the moon is just like we have a full moon and we have a new moon. And my moon sign feeling and experiencing her with Taurus energy of needing safety and security. That's what I experienced from my mother. All of my need vision, I had protection. I didn't have the presence of my mother because she was working so that she could provide that for me. <laughs> okay. So that's how that kind of worked out as a single mother. And so on a soul level, that worked out for me too, because my moon sign is Taurus. Okay. Moon signs, that's lunar astrology, Vedic astrology. It's all about that inner energy as opposed to the external energy of tropical astrology and the sun sign. But anyway, long story short, it's kind of this balsamic moon energy, download energy I have with my mother. And that's where I get into that with clients and your specific, your unique cosmic calculus and how these signs show up for you and what loneliness means for you. Because for me, my mother being gone because of that whole spiel I just did about the moon sign, for me, it didn't look like her being gone was my loneliness. That worked for me. I like my own space. I like having my own time and thought and meditation and being to myself. Even as a child, I've always been very meditative, needing my own space. And so that worked for me. But... The loneliness was in the or heard when she was home. That's how my loneliness showed up. You know, it didn't matter that she was just home four hours a day and probably awake two of them while I was there. But when we were together, we weren't together. And so that's all I need in a relationship, which is a big it's a it's it's a it's a big uh, ask for most people because most people are not present. And I didn't realize that until I became an adult, that that's a big ask for anybody, you know, especially a single mother. So we learn to see things through different angles. And so that's a telltale sign, you know, in one way or another, it's going to show up as us feeling very, very lonely. Okay with mama drama trauma. And that loneliness for me was just a really just a dark pit of just not feeling seen or heard. Okay. And speaking of our cosmic calculus, that is my karma. I've had many, many lifetimes based on my past life aspects in my chart. I've had many lifetimes of performance and speaking and, and this and that and that and that. So I've had that. Now, this lifetime, it's about service. So these types of insights into what this soul dynamic is, is so healing. It's so self-accepting. And we cannot forgive ourselves until we can accept ourselves. And when we, for me and, and people that I work with, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just awesome. 
to realize, wow, this loneliness was because of that. Now I have a choice. Do I want to continue that experience? Because now I have this pattern, right? I have this pattern of feeling lonely because I didn't know I have this big ask of any person and that when you're with me, you're with me. When you're with me, you see me and you hear me and you vibe with me. To me, that was such a small thing. You know, that's, that was, that's, that's, my, that's my setup and my cosmic calculus. It seems like a small thing because it's a small thing for me to give. That's why I'm a life coach. That's why I'm an inner life coach. That's a small thing for me to give, to get deep and zero in and raise, razor, laser, radar with somebody's soul. That's easy. Have many lifetimes of doing that too. And so that's where we see different things. And I had to come to a decision of, okay, am I still going to demand that of people? That didn't work with mama. You know, and I'm saying it's not working very well in my life because my relationships are, you know, you know, it's 50 50. Sometimes he can do it, but most of the time he can't. You know, he has a life, you know, and people have a life, you know, <laughs> they're not be able to be laser with me all the time. I'm going to have to find a life where I can do that with people in a productive, meaningful way. <laughs> and so that's why I'm speaking to you tonight, okay? Um, so your life is lonely is a telltale sign of mama drama trauma. Another telltale sign of mama drama trauma is you feel out of sync with yourself. There, it, that is just a normal feeling. You don't even know that you feel out of sync with yourself with mama drama trauma, but you are. And how you know that you're out of sync with yourself is that you don't really know the difference between yourself and other people. Whether you find yourself on the bully end of the continuum of mama drama trauma, okay, um, and you kind of are very aggressive with getting your needs fulfilled that have been lacking in your formative years, and you big boss be and all this kind of stuff or on the other end of that continuum and the world's greatest people pleaser either way it's out of balance with knowing where your boundaries are there are no boundaries in either scenario and so mama drama trauma is on the extremes because the extremes or where we don't get our needs met. Something is extremely off when a mother cannot provide a child's basic needs because something is extremely off in her life. A basic need in her life is not being met. So mama drama trauma lives on the extremes. And so we don't even know it though, because it's normal. It's in the blood. It's in our program. Mama got it. Grandma got it. Great-grandma had it. And everybody looks fine. We're not talking about uh, crazy people walking up and down the street. Although we are, that's not the, the average scenario. Oh, no. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're talking about anyone who has an experience in which the mother, including mothers, me as a mother, 
having had the experience in which my mother projected unhealed aspects of herself onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma. Mama had that. No one is at fault with trauma, drama, trauma, but we do all feel out of sync. That's a telltale sign. Another telltale sign of mama drama trauma is you need constant approval. Now, after I do this one, I'm going to stop and just kind of see if you have any feedback on these, okay? And let me know what your feedback is. It could be feedback from any perspective. We're just talking about the telltale signs of mama drama trauma tonight. You need constant approval. Now, this lets you know mama drama trauma is not some weird off the wall, something that doesn't apply to me. We'll talk about acknowledgement another time. But the 15 telltale signs feed right into the denial, the dismissive, distracting behavior that we have around this topic. That's why it's taboo. You know, mama drama trauma is taboo. I know that. I'm more aware than that than anybody else. (laughs) Believe me, Uh, it's taboo. And a taboo is a problem we don't want to talk about, is something that is not. And so we have a problem trauma it's taboo okay and so um we have to talk about things in order to heal them and we have to remember that divine us whatever we're experiencing it's for our good you know it's for our good you need constant approval um speaking of karma You know that karma I was telling you about, about the past lives I've had doing this and everything? Um, Well, what happens, it's called the South Node, (laughs) what I'm looking at this aspect in. Enjoy this astrology, the lunar astrology I was telling you about, it's called K2. This is where the soul is comfortable. And the soul is comfortable in this energy, okay? Say this energy of being the entertainer, the center of attention, royalty or whatever. We all have these past lives, right? Right, okay. Um, But my soul is comfortable there. And wherever your soul is, they say that's where your soul's flag is. It's been there many, 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 many lifetimes. And the issue that comes up when you are incarnating with that in the south node, that means that in your north node or Rahu in the Joytish, you're going toward serving others as opposed to being served by them. And so that means that, and not only do I have the life is lonely, the feeling out of sync, but this constant approval that's been programmed into my soul, not just Tammy this lifetime, but this has been over many lifetimes. That's all I've really gotten. I've had obviously problems. No, nobody's life or soul or whatever is per- perfect, but 
you get what I mean. If you've been in entertainment and everything and the applause and stuff like that, you live off of that stuff. And my karma to do a service in something that is taboo and nobody even wants to talk about it. That's what you calling me to do, great mother? That's what I'm supposed to do? I'm, I'm here begging and pleading for my life purpose, right? Well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Please tell me. I don't care what it is. As long as I know what my sole purpose is in life, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because we got this, you know, fantasy that once we do know the life purpose, we're not going to have any more problems. Oh, please, please, please tell me, tell me. (sighs) Finally get it. I'm happy about it. I enjoy it. I told you why. But, (laughs) and however, (laughs) there is no approval whatsoever. (laughs) You know, and so... How do you grow? How do you evolve in self-love and spiritual independence? That's the sole contract of mama drama trauma. How do you do that? Well, you do that by grieving the mother that you want in order to accept the one that you have. I had to grieve. I had to let go. I had to release. I had to forgive the fantasy mother. I had to forgive my mother. For not being the fantasy mother I wanted her to be. You know, the one that the mother, what she's supposed to be, what she's supposed to be doing. You know, she's supposed to be listening to me when I talk and hearing, really hearing my heart. You know, she should, if she really loves me, you know, all that kind of stuff. Let it go. Took years. Took years. Took me 18 years of consciously working with every time, every time, every time, breaking down, crying, feeling like my guts were going to fall out. My heart was going to break into, no, my heart was going to break into a million pieces. And then it did. And then I could finally let go. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. And I just support people through the process. I can't do your process for you. But I sure know how to love you through it. So that's what we do. That's what we do. No approval. And I've had many people love me through mine and encourage me and say, Tammy, we've been with you. We know you was praying to know what you were supposed to do. And you've got it. And if nobody else gives you any, you know, hey. And nobody heals MDT alone. But these telltale signs are based on a belief that we are alone, that we can't say anything, that, you know, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. And in the beginning, that may be true. But just like you're hearing me, and if you have anything to say, I'll hear you. Um, We're all in this stuff together. You know, you'll hear somebody else and they'll give you a word and you know how it goes. We always get what we need. So this is no different. Mama John Trauma is no different. But we've got to heal this on this planet. Or we are going to kill Mother Earth. We are going to destroy our motherlands. We are going to completely decimate 
and continue with this jacked up dynamic with our to live. It's no way to live. And we're what's the revelation? What's the revelation? We're divine children. It's not a condemnation. It's a revelation. So those are a couple of the telltale signs. Um, I think we did three. Your life is lonely. You feel out of sync with yourself. You need constant approval. Any thoughts on those? Okay. I wish I knew how to allow you to join me, but maybe you're just not asking. And that is okay. That's okay, as Alfalfa used to say in Little Rascals. A O T A. Okay. Another telltale sign of mama drama is being emotionally anxious and exhausted. Now, when you say that happens to a lot of people, you know, why has that become the norm? Because if mama drama trauma you know somebody real close to you who does and that is spilling over on you co-worker who is having a lot of issues with relationships because of mama drama trauma the spouse who can't get it together to communicate Lee. The, the emotional space and what's really going on because that was not something that was done safely in the household. All of that is pouring right over on you to you. And so, yeah, it seems like everybody is exhausted, but if you get down to the source of it, it's those of us who are carrying around this tremendous anxiety and we can certainly manage it if we are given the tools to do it, but we have to get over the guilt and the shame first. And there isn't any shame to it. It's just, again, and so we talk about living in loving detachment. And that just simply means that, you know, we love and accept what is, you know, again, that fantasy mother letting her go and ex- loving the mother that we have. Looks like for you may look totally different for me. You know, sometimes we have to go complete and total no contact with our birth mother for a while for, or for a lifetime. And for another person, it may just mean, hey, I need to just rework some things with my relationship with my mother. And I just need some tools. I need some languaging tools to do that, you know, and let's see what happens. It just depends. It just really does depend. And we allow ourselves that once we mama drama trauma, we, 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 we give ourselves a little slack, you know, with that loving detachment. We can just detach from sting of it a little bit or just enough for us to be able to move our lives forward of a neutral 
you know, that burning that we have. Everything just always seems to be stalling or going too fast. There's like no in-between. There's no in-between with Mama Donna Trump. You know, it might be there for a little bit, but And so mama establishes our grounding in the world. And so what we expect is what we expect and what we truly believe. And so wish in the good word and really where we are in it all is this really something that I'm doing is it really even something that I believe does this work for me have I practiced this you know have I tried it out to see if it works you know I like people to try out the work that I do with them you know I have a deck that I created uh, called the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck. And sometimes I just say, hey, work with the deck this month. And let's, let, let's get back together in a month or a couple of months. Let's work with the deck every other day. You know, you might not have even done tarot or any other Oracle deck or anything, but just let the moon phases and great mother and the messages just, just, just pull you a card and just let it speak to you. It's all love. It's all, it's all bringing you back to that divinity identity and that birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. And whatever trigger you're dealing with, all the cards are based on the 36 triggers of Mama Drama Trauma. We're not going to go through all of them. Um, I think that the free download I have on the website for this only has 15, uh, the 15 main ones, because... um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I tell you, it's a lot. But at the same time, it's really not. What it's a lot of is confirmation. It's a lot of confirmation. This is what I'm told by people. Things that like Finally, somebody has written down how I feel. I'm surprised I'm seeing this on paper. I'm surprised I'm really seeing all this written down with such candor on a piece of paper. Um, so, or digitally or whatever you're downloading. Um, telltale signs of mama drama trauma. Let's see. Your feelings are easily hurt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what facade we put on, again, on the one end of the continuum, whether it's the bossy, you know, B, you know, I'm in charge, I'm this, you know, queen B, whatever facade, or it's the people pleaser, you know, everything right, you know, Miss Perfect. Either way, um, yeah, it's pain avoidance. You know, it's, it's, it's an attempt for us to, we've, we've, had, we've had enough, Okay, we've had enough already for a lifetime. And so forgive us for developing these defense mechanisms. And we have to forgive ourselves. 
for developing them before we can let them go. And that is a long process as well. It can be expedited with a great willingness and a great readiness and an ability, a capacity to say to yourself, I am a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. If there is a real capacity to take that in, all of these signs dissipate rapidly because the focus energetically shifts away from them to the divinity identity. So there's this energetic in the body, mind, move from this shame, blame, and guilt energy, and it starts to transform through a death process, and this death process has to go through a threshold that you have to build and you have to maintain. It's a ring of fire called your boundaries. And what that's that shame, blame, and get, guilt gets up there. And it's processed through that fiery flame of what you know and believe about yourself now. What you know and actually practice in your life right now to be true. No judgment, no condemnation. Just standing in this truth, not with licentiousness or conceit, but with discernment of a vulnerable and meek divine child of the great mother, father, God. It is a powerful flame that that kind of toxicity cannot and will not endure. That kind of toxicity cannot sustain that kind of fire. So this is what we're talking about with the MDT Academy, this kind of stuff we're talking about. So when the telltale sign of needing constant approval, the feelings getting easily hurt, when those triggers come up, those unhealed wounds come up, it's a... I am a dearly loved divine child, the great mother, father, God, who's never judged, condemned, or left alone. Is this true? My feelings got hurt. Somebody ignored me about whatever. Whenever those icky feelings come up, we do not ignore them the way they have been ignored by our caregivers. We do not self-abandon. We do not play that game again. For that game to stop, we have to build the ring of fire. We have to draw the line in the sand and say, no more, no more will I be abandoned. No more will I be abused. And it doesn't have to be a big performance. Doesn't have to be all that. That is what's going on inside where it counts. 
That's going on right where the programming happened. That's going on right where the trauma is. That's what we talking about. That's what we talking about, Lord. So this kind of sense of self-awareness is what's necessary. This is what's necessary to deal with these things. And so I understand when people feel that they cannot. Another telltale sign of mama drama trauma is having difficulty being in the present. And as I shared with you in my birth family story with my mother being a single working mother who was a tremendous provider and protector, uh, was present. And the physical presence wasn't so much for me a big deal. I've always liked this deeper inner space. And I have communed with my angels, guides, and ancestors since a child. I loved the space. It worked for me. What didn't work was when she was at home, physically at home, she was still not present because she was tired. Okay. Okay. But as a child, I did not get that connection. And so that telltale sign tells us that when we're They have not experienced presence with another person to the degree that able to model themselves after it. They they they, they probably have you know with a uh, paternal uh, family member or um, mentor or neighbor or someone in the church or synagogue or temple or whatever. Um, a neighbor's mom, okay? But it hasn't been consistent enough in order to know how to do that. We have to have years in our primary development of being close to our mother's heartbeat to rhythmically be entrained with the vibrational uh, emit uh, frequency emitting from the earth. So in order for our, our spinal cords to align vibrationally with the earth, that's entrained through years of being protected, being fed, the provision from the breath. That's training that rhythm and that vibratory frequency that grounds us in a sense of being able to be present. What does it mean to be present? Being present means that you you have the capacity to just be in the moment. You know, you're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. When you meet somebody, you really are meeting somebody. You know, you have conditioning just like everybody else, but that's not uh, first and foremost in your mind going into a situation with list and list and list of what people can be and what they can do and what they can't do. That's the kind of stuff we do with mama drama trauma. You know, we, we just, we just go overboard trying to protect ourselves. You know, we have not been taught. These things have not been demonstrated consistently enough in our primary years of modeling conditioned behavior to be able to do that. What has been conditioned 
is what I'm sharing with you as the telltale signs. Another is what people say and do is about you. So the feeling and the presumption that when anyone says anything in your presence, they're, they're talking about you, you know, and for me, oh my goodness gracious, I have to, you know, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I just have to laugh because I still can kind of catch myself thinking that if someone is making a comment about something, they must be talking about me. Now, what is that about? You know, um, I, I, especially if it's a criticism, okay, the shame, blame, and guilt, there we go. Um, especially if it's a put down or a teacher's in front of the room and saying, oh, well, everybody turned in their homework, but those of you who didn't, you should such and such and such and such and such, you know, even if I turned in my homework, you know, I, I, I would feel like, wow, is that what she really thinks about me when I don't turn in my homework? You know, just everything is about you and it's not, but it's hard to tell someone with MDT that because there are always these manipulative insinuations. It's, 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 it's a three prong attack. You know, it's a body, mind, spirit attack. Um, in the first talk, I was talking about this uh, soul contract of mama drama trauma, and um, it feels like an attack. Now, when we understand the revelatory nature of the karmic experience of mama drama trauma, then, you know, that it's not an attack. It's actually an evolutionary experience. It's not an attack. It's a soul contract to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. So what is that? Anybody have any thoughts on that? Okay. Okay. What is our soul contract of evolving in self-love and spiritual independence? What does that have to do? And how do we know that that's our soul contract? See, this is the, these are the questions that you guys could ask. But anyway, I do know what some of those questions are because uh, I've been asked them. And um, how do we know that evolving and self-love and spiritual independence is our soul contract? Because that's what we have to do to heal from mama drama trauma. Quite simply. That's how we know we have to learn to love ourselves. That ring of fire, that's what that's for, is that we need time and space to ourselves to get to know ourselves, to accept ourselves, to 
even before that, just care for ourselves. You know, that self-care, that self-mothering, that reparenting. You know, we've been parentified, you know, and having to take care of our mothers oftentimes and her emotions and her needs just to feel safe, just to survive. So this soul contract is for souls that have not quite learned to love themselves. And speaking for myself and for many people I've worked with, specifically with my cosmic calculus of having many lifetimes um, in the public arena, I I have not um, learned to love myself to the degree that an evolving soul must. We must learn to love ourselves. Uh, wouldn't Wouldn't you love to have a guide or an ancestor who didn't love themselves guiding you? Wouldn't that just be great? You know, wouldn't that be great that they didn't care for themselves and take care of themselves and love themselves? What kind of guidance could they possibly give? And so there comes a time when a soul has to let that go that externalized validation has to be sacrificed in order to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. And it is through the albatross of mama drama trauma that we do it because it is through the neglect, abandonment and abuse of the mother that we are coerced to love ourselves. If we're to experience love at all, it's going to be from us because it will not be from anyone else until we do learn to love ourselves. Even if someone does love us, we will not experience it as love until we love ourselves. So these telltale signs help us to recognize where we or someone we love may in this narrative because it is a collective narrative. We all have our unique cosmic calculus. Everybody's coming from someplace else with the signs and the symbols and their birth chart and what it means here and now. But there are some specific aspects that I always find with mama drama trauma in the birth chart. Um, it, it, it's just straight up mathematical science where Saturn, Moon, and the North Node, Rahu are in the chart. It, it's just they're always drama trauma. It's a soul contract. Another telltale sign of mama drama trauma is attitudes and behaviors of others adversely affect your own always affected by how others are feeling. Again, that lack of a boundary between what's good what's important and what I know is meaningful to and what that is as distinguished by another. That line just not being there. And so that's a telltale sign they didn't like it, so I guess I shouldn't do it. that for a long time. Nobody wants to talk about it. Well, I guess I won't say anything. 
oh, they think I'm crazy because I'm saying something about, oh, I guess I won't. Taboo? Oh, this is taboo. Everybody's turned against me in the family. You know, I must be terrible. You know, that kind of thing. So this is real. I felt it. I've been through it. This is random and abuse. <laughs> it is like people you start, you know, saying, hey, we need to heal from this family. And the arms come up and out and it's just straight up shields against you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triggers. You know, I'll tell what our triggers are. These unhealed wounds, for many, many years, the attitudes and behaviors of others adversely affecting your own. It, it just, it just always took me into a tailspin of self-judgment. They must be right. Nobody else is talking about this. I must be crazy. They have got to be right. And they raised me. They know better. They know better. They love me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. It has to. So I get it. I get it. It's the same tape that ran through mama's mind. It's the same tape that ran through grandma's mind. It's the same one that ran through great-grandma's mind and on and on back to Africa. It's that same old tape. And I'm telling my age, has got to eject the tape at some point. Oh, it's going to keep on, keep on, keep on. And my kid's life. So... It's, you know, I'm not here to say when or how anybody should do any of this. I'm just saying, you know, what I've done and uh, what I've learned and how I help other people who want to do this kind of work. I'm Hey, I do not. I, I know better than anybody. I don't have enough information to judge somebody, even if I wanted to. So um, blessings. You know, uh, but I will no longer be adversely affected by the attitudes and behaviors of others. Another telltale sign of mama drama trauma. Now, this is a trigger that sounds similar to another one based on external evaluation. It's a little different than you need constant approval. And let me tell you why. Our identity is who we have been told we are and who we believe we are. So our identity is our biography. If we were to write that little blurb that goes inside of a hard bound book, about the author or you have the tab on your website or whatever, 
that identity and we have many identities as a mother as a life coach as a you know wife as a you know many identities identity based on external evaluation as many identities as we have are when we put them all into one if it is based on external evaluation that's me saying my identity as a wife is based on now because I want a healthy relationship. We come to an agreement on what that identity is because we understand the operation of identity in our lives. It's very powerful. And what we identify with is what we practice is the life that we live. And it's not what we identify with as an ideal. It's really what we believe and what we do. And so that's a constant in relationships. That's the communication piece. But if I were just to solely say, it's just what he says, and I have to just be sure that I fulfill what he says, or it's just what my children say I am to be as a mom, and I have to fulfill that, or it's just as what my clients or my students say I am as a teacher and I just have to do that well then that is a telltale sign of MDT because again we see over and over again there's a lack of a boundary now the lack of this boundary has to do with the externalized sense of self and others constant is more of a misguided attempt to validate one's own identity through the approval of others. So those kind of um, work hand in hand, but deserve distinction because their triggers are really, really different. Um, Their triggers are really different. When our identity is based on external evaluation, you know, that trigger is always I'm trying to fulfill what, pe- what, what my husband wants. And, you know, I thought he said this, and I did this and I did that and it's still not the trigger. You know doing the same stuff or my children you know I thought they needed this and now they need that you know having no rudder within myself no true identity within myself that's the trigger as opposed to the trigger with unique approval that trigger is more about waiting for the praise and the praise not coming or the praise coming but not coming in the way that it's wanted and being triggered into, well, I'm not good enough from that space. Okay, okay. So I think those are uh, a good number to start with. Maybe next time we can do some more uh, triggers, but uh, we really do hone in and specify, you know, just really granulate for mama 
as opposed to any other type of trauma. We really just kind of zero in on what these are and what this lack of having a boundary is about and understanding that it is the mother that helps us establish that grounding that is necessary have a emotional rudder in which we can create boundaries where we can define our own identity and we can do those things if if we have not been given the nurturing that we need it 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 has not been instilled in us that we are provided for we are presence isn't there well then we stay there's a there's a um there's kind of like this veil that is responsible for strengthening when we're born and when it's not it stays open and we, through our best means, try to establish this sense of self and just cannot do it without that initial setup. We just cannot do it as, as hard as we try until we recognize that we do not have this, this pouring in that the mother has to do is this one way kind of pouring in to the child, completely inundating the child with this presence, this provision, this protection until that little sheath, you know, if you think of that sheath on the top of the child's head, you know, um, that's open until the, that has to be protected until the skull completely develops. You know, if it's not, we can have problems. And so that's what happens. And so we address that. Well, we just go back, you know, and we just kind of granulate, you know, through the weeds. And we can get lost in the weeds. Our intuition. And the training that comes with that to be able to do that in a way that is safe and that feels loving. It feels like a loving process. It feels like you're finally getting that nourishment and not from someone else, from within yourself, seeing the toxicity that went in as opposed to the love. So I hope that's been helpful. And ready to get in touch if you like. Bye bye.